Attention parents and coaches. Do you wish you had a safe social media platform for your youth athletes? Fortunately for you, there's a revolutionary new app that helps with just that. Introducing Small Player Big Play. Small Player Big Play app provides young athletes, parents, and coaches a user-friendly sports social media platform. The app allows users to connect with friends, make new friends, create groups, text, chat, and post pictures and videos of you and your teammates participating in your favorite sport or activity. To begin, users can simply download and sign up for the app using an email account. Younger users have the ability to sign up using their smartphone and a parent's email address. From there, users can begin to interact and engage with other users of the app. Small Player Big Play app also gives users the ability to live stream full games and events. You can live stream your event so that friends, family, or anyone in the world can see you in action. Users can also share posts from the app to their other social media accounts like Facebook and Twitter. What are you waiting for? Get in the game and share your love of sports with the world. Download the Small Player Big Play app today. Are you ready to listen to my dad Joe and Uncle Justin talk about sports? The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show. Boring! A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20, Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over, and the Chiefs kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. The Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts. Joe Mays, and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and joining me via telephone, via the Mays Sandwich Shop hotline, is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's... Uh, good to be here, and uh, you know, glad, glad we're at least getting to talk football. I know uh, some of the sports are getting their plan together, and I can't wait for that. But uh, talking football is is uh, there's always time for that. Yeah, and we're going to continue our look at the upcoming 2020 NFL season because, by and large, or as far as anyone can tell, and what we've heard from uh, people in the know. The NFL is having a season, whether or not fans are present or there are interesting rules developed, what have you, doesn't matter. The 2020 season is going to happen, bar something outrageous happening and knock on wood, based on the way 2020 has gone so far, let's hope that doesn't happen. So we got to right. talk about more of our divisions. We've already tackled three of them. We finished the NFC West, the AFC West, and the NFC South. So flip conferences, stay in the South. AFC South tonight, Colts, Jaguars, Texans, Titans. And one of the best things that we have going for us is 
Justin's work a few weeks ago to come up with a list of all the games and a computational program that spits out what we think is going to happen based on you know wins and losses. So I'm sure we'll use that as a guiding factor this evening. Uh, doesn't mean that it's uh, you know the gospel or anything, but I think Justin and I definitely enjoy having that as a reference. Um, and Justin's especially this evening for one of the teams is uh, well historically bad. So. Um, we're going to dive into that. I think everyone knows what team that's going to be because I've heard from two of our listeners already about, uh, the AFC South and, um, they both agree with, uh, with us that a certain team is destined for the basement. Now I put you on the spot with the NFC team. So that means that I'm up first for the AFC here as we're talking the South division. And, uh, well, that's, uh, that's got to be the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm, I'm sorry, Jaguars fans, but I do not think that the team is going to be that strong in 2020, and um, Justin thinks the same, and both my dad and my uncle believe that to be true as well. The Jaguars, um, my, actually, my uncle texted me, the only thing for sure in the AFC South is Jaguars are last, <laughs> so um, that's what we get from him. My dad said... Uh, uh, Indianapolis, Houston, Tennessee, Jacksonville. So he went Colts, Texans, Titans, Jaguars, but again, Jaguars in last place. So they were six and 10 last year. So they, you know, they weren't awful, you know, not terrible. They picked in the top 10, but you know, they they weren't picking top five and they certainly were able to win, um, just over a handful of games. Uh, and I, I feel like when I think of, you know, awful teams. I feel like probably you're winning, uh, zero to four games, I guess zero to three, probably I think five or six. I don't think you're awful. You're just below average. Right. So six and 10 is not terrible, but it's also obviously not good and not good enough to get into the playoffs, which is, uh, what everyone wants. So, um, you know, Doug Marone is back fourth season with him. And uh, what's going to happen? Well, you know, they thought they had found their quarterback last year in Nick Foles, and that didn't work. Uh, they had some, um, there was a flash in the pan moment with Gardner Minshew, and they're going to be, uh, for all te- intents and purposes, probably rolling with, with him this year. Um, they did trade for Joshua Dobbs, who, um, uh, you know, side note, um, did an internship with NASA and was at the launch last weekend. Uh, and it seems like an incredibly cerebral guy. So maybe he'll break through and get it. But they also have Mike Glennon on the roster should the Minshew or Dobbs experiment not go um, the way they want it. But again, Mike Glennon has bounced around the league now in, in the last six years plus. And uh, well, Minshew, Glennon, and Dobbs, I'm not sure instill a ton of faith, unfortunately, for the Jaguars faithful. And if you don't have a quarterback in this league, you're not going to have much else um, by and large. Uh, they do have Leonard Fournette, who at one time looked like he was a ne- one of the next big running backs in the league. Uh, he had a bounce back year last year, but they were already looking for to trade him this offseason. So who knows uh, how long he's going to last there and how productive he's going to be. I do like their young receiver groups. You know, DJ Chark burst onto the scene last last year, had a great year. Uh, people are high on Keelan Cole. Chris Conley came over, and, um, you know, they were able to get LaVisca Chenault in the draft and also have D.D. Westbrook. So a lot of, a lot of young, talented uh, receivers with potential. But 
you know, a lot of uh, guys that um, outside of maybe Chark and Cole, um, Conley kind of more of a special teamer than a big breakout wide receiver, but um, they got, they've got youth there and there's potential. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're going to probably need a little bit more of an established veteran presence there and they don't really have it that much right now defensively you know years ago they were one of the best if not the best defense in the league uh they've traded and jettisoned a few of those players um and that's just not the case uh anymore they probably still will feature a solid Oh, secondary, I think, um, you know, but everyone will kind of point uh, that they definitely aren't the same defensive team that they were a year ago. And actually, secondary is one of the big reasons because of that. But they did attempt to shore that up a bit by drafting C.J. Henderson with the ninth overall pick in the draft of uh, the cornerback out of Florida. I think Justin and I both agree we thought he went a little bit high, a little bit early, but a lot of the write-ups seem to praise the selection, so we'll see if that early defensive back pick will, will pan out. They also got the steal. I already mentioned uh, Chenault, the receiver, who they got in the second round, but the Jaguars also picked at number 20 in the first round. Um, the pick acquired via the Los Angeles Rams when they traded Jalen Ramsey, and they went with uh, the the edge rusher from LSU, Chasen, Clavin Chasen. Um, you know, but they lost Yannick Ngakwe. Um, um, well, no, they didn't lose him. They franchised him, and he's not happy about it. Excuse me, um, but they just don't have a ton of a ton of talent, at least at the surface or on paper. There's a lot of potential at the wide receiver spot, but until they can figure out what's going on at quarterback, unless Gardner Minshew um, has a uh, epiphany during this off season, I, I just, I don't see the Jaguars being all that talented. I think they're going to struggle. I think it's going to be tough on them. Uh, I have them when I went week by week with Justin's, uh, Data set, I ended up having them go 5-11, and 11, which I think maybe is a little bit better than others believe they're going to uh, be. But I think I'm, I'm going to stick with it just because it works in uh, the calculations to get uh, all the wins and losses even, a 256 to 256. So I'm going to say Jaguars finish this year at 5-11, and 11, which is one game worse than 2019. And I think it could be the end of... Doug Marone in Jacksonville. Justin, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I think Doug Marone is going to get fired um, before the end of the year, and I think they are going to be looking to draft a quarterback next year. Um, I also have them in last place. You you mentioned it. I when we pick game by game, I have them historically bad. I did not pick them to win a single game. Now that doesn't mean like, I don't actually think they're going to go winless. That's, that's pretty hard to do. Um, but I do think they are going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Um, I look at it and I just don't, you know, you ran through all of the specifics. I don't see this team being better than last year. Um, I definitely don't think they're better than last year. Right. And so when I do that, I'm like, well, I'm going to drop them a little bit. I look at the division and 
it's tough for them. I don't necessarily see a clear cut team that's necessarily heads and shoulders above the rest. You know, it's, however, I just, man, I think it's going to be a tough draw for them. Um, I don't think they're good. I think there's going to be, you know, eventual turnover with the coaching staff. I, I think this is going to be a mess. Um, so I'm going to put them at like three wins. Um, which is more than the zero I gave them. But again, that that's from a statistical standpoint, it's just as hard to lose every game as it is to win every game. Um, and, you know, those things just don't happen very often. That being said, um, like I, I, they'll win a, a, a few games. I think the max is like three, maybe four. Um, the, the thing that scares me the most about my prediction is that um, you, me, your dad, and your uncle all seem to agree on this, and that's that's the that's the major setback. Um, yeah, that's a red flag. That we all that we all seem to think this appears to be very obvious is the only thing that would give me pause. But I honestly think we're on the money on this one, and I don't know that we'll nail the wins, but I think we're going to nail that they end up in last place in the division. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, I think I'm being pretty generous giving them five wins, um, you know, and, and, and looking at my predictions, I feel like I would like to bump them to three or four, but I'm going to stick with it and just say five and 11. Um, but, you know, you kind of touched on it. The other three teams that are left, Texans, Titans, Colts, I don't know what to expect from them. This is a tough week for us to be doing the predictions, but I do believe all three are going to be significantly better than the Jaguars. Um, yeah. Like um, nearly a handful of wins better than the Jaguars, and I have them at five. So, you know, Justin, you're talking about maybe two handfuls of wins more than uh, than what uh, he yeah. put, at least what you have in the uh, in the file here um, with the Jaguars going over, um, which in a 16-game season has only happened twice, the 2008 Lions. And what year was the Browns did it? Was that 2016? I think so. Okay, yeah, I think the, the so. Browns did it, you know, uh, about five years ago or so. Um, so if the Jags would do it this year, it would be only the third time in the 16 game schedule that a team has done it. Uh, I believe the Buccaneers did it in the seventies, but but there were only 14 games then. So yeah, not high on the Jaguars. Again, it comes down to quarterback. Uh, But if, if they would have some of this, the young guys step up, especially Minshew, you know, you could be take a team that won six games last year. And all of a sudden maybe they're winning seven or eight. It's just, it's tough to tell. Uh, And if the uh, talent evaluators missed on some of these guys, you know, you could see it happen. So I don't want to rule it out, but on paper right now, I just think uh, the Jaguars haven't done enough in the off season or in the draft the last few years to warrant a uh, continual rise uh, and an improvement on their six and 10 record last year. So Justin, why don't you tell us who you have as your third place team in 2020 in the AFC South? Okay, so I, I kind of mentioned it last week that I, I'm i struggling with this division. I really don't know what to think about some of these teams. Um, and whew, it's really tough because as I look at it, I'm like, well, well if, you know, one of, one of the factors that I do when I'm, when I'm looking at across the board, look at like quarterbacks, you know, uh, Deshaun, 
Watson is the best quarterback in, in the division. Um, there is a huge question mark in Indianapolis with, with Philip rivers. Like what, what can he give? You know, say there's a question about Tannehill, but the Titans, you know, they, they, they're rolling with him this year. Um, and I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. You know, it was successful for them last year. Um, but I, I just, I think the Texans, I, I think they're just lacking a little bit. And so I'm going to go with the Texans in third place. Whoa. And okay. A, yeah. A third place finish for the Texans is going to be the end of the Bill O'Brien era in, in uh, Houston. Um, let me be very clear. This is not one I'm rooting for. I mean, I would, I, don't give me, I'll, I'll brag about being right if I, if I get it right. But I, I like Bill O'Brien. I like, in a way, the Texans, you know, as much as you can like a team that you're kind of indifferent to, you know, what I mean? like, right, right. Um, like I find myself in lots of games that don't matter to the Eagles. I find myself kind of hoping the Texans win. You, you know what I mean? Um, but, it's not like I I'm cheering for them or rooting for them really hard most of the time. Um, I just think I, I, I feel like how many times can it be close to their or it, like, it appears like it's their time. And um, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm, I'm buying the Philip rivers thing for a year and part Part of me wanted to sell on the Texans, you know, not Texans. The Titans. Um, you know, I, I view, yeah, I view the Titans could very much be one of those turnover teams that made the playoffs last year and doesn't this year. But at the same time, I was like, man, like their formula is is a is a pretty solid one, and honestly, a pretty different one in in uh, the in football right now. Um, I just. I look at, at the beating Deshaun Watson takes week in, week out, right? Um, and it was interesting. You know, I, I saw, you know, it's come up once in the time he's missed. Deshaun Watson has missed more games in one fewer year than, you know, so like, you know, uh, I just feel like the injury thing gets thrown out with Wentz a lot, and, and it's, you can't throw that away, but it doesn't get thrown out there as much for other people too. So I think it's just something to kind of keep in mind. Um, I like Watson. The Hopkins trade was an interesting, and I know they added some other, um, but it, it's always weird when you get rid of your best receiver, you know, um, uh, and I, I don't really know. Sometimes the change of scenery is good for people. Um, it's just, I, I feel like it's been prolonged, like firing for O'Brien down there because every time it seems like he's dead in the water, they like rattle off a bunch of wins. Um, but I, I just think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to be inconsistent again, and I'm going to put them at like seven or eight wins. Um, and I, I think they're better than that. Like it really wouldn't surprise me if they do well, but I just, 
I think this team is super inconsistent, and I I think if they're hovering around 500, you know, you're going to get that talk again about O'Brien being gone. Um, there's been so much turnover down there, except for him. Um, I think they're going to move in a new direction, which is always interesting because, I mean, I feel like Deshaun Watson's your guy. Like, you've got your quarterback. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I just think for this year, I, I'm going to, I think that inconsistency stays, and I'm going to put them at um, like seven or eight wins. Okay. All right. Very, very good. I love it only because uh, I disagree with you, and I like when we disagree <laughs> on this. And, I, and I do like, we were all the same last week, weren't we? I believe we're, we're exact last week. Yeah, I think in the NFC South last week, uh, we were yeah. at Tampa Bay at one, New Orleans at yeah. – no, I had, did I have New Orleans at three? No, I had them at I two. I had them at two because I wanted to put Atlanta at one or two, but I couldn't. So I had yeah. Tampa yeah. Bay one, New Orleans two, Atlanta three, and the Panthers four, and I believe you did as well. Yep. So, um, yeah, so you go with Texans at third, and I completely hear you on everything that you're saying. Uh, but I do disagree, and I'm not talking about them in third place. My third place team this year will be the Tennessee Titans. That is where I'm okay. dropping Tennessee to, which I know if you uh, look in our data set, that is not what uh, should be predicted. But I'm going to flip-flop a win um, – flip-flop some wins around to drop the Titans to third – um, and they're actually going to be in a tie with my second place team, but I'm going to have them uh, the loser of the tiebreaker. So the Titans are going to be my third place team. Um, you know, last year they were nine and seven, but they made a miraculous run, came on really strong. And, um, you know, at one point there was a chance they were going to be a Super Bowl representative, and then things kind of fell apart on them. But they had the huge upset of the Ravens, and they came clicked at the right time. They um, figured out a way to win. You know, they kind of uh, became the team that the the Ravens were. Um, you know, two decades ago, where you didn't have the quarterback that maybe could do it all, but you had a bruising running back and a stout defense. But it caught up with them when they found uh, when they went to Arrowhead and couldn't couldn't uh, hold on against Kansas City. But the Titans, to me, I think you kind of already mentioned it, that I feel as though they were a little bit of a flash in the pan. You know, they they got some momentum going. Now they're all in on Ryan Tannehill. They got rid of Marcus Mariota. You know, they didn't bother resigning him. But Miami got rid of Tannehill for a reason. Uh, I was always – I was lukewarm on Tannehill, both the pick and then – his progression down there, he, he obviously never got to the point that we needed him to, but I also think he was underrated outside of uh, Miami, but um, I don't know that he's the answer, especially at this age of his career. Now, if they can keep Derrick Henry healthy and going, you know, maybe it won't matter over the course of a season, but I don't think that's likely to occur. I feel like defenses are going to figure out a way to stop Derrick Henry. And outside of that, I don't know that Ryan Tannehill can win you games single handedly. You know, they have a young receiving core with AJ Brown and Corey Davis. Like those two guys, 
not sure that they have a, a third or fourth, you know, or can go, really uh, get a huge passing game together. But um, it, defensively, I mean, they were they were strong enough at times last year, and they were relying on um, some young guys to step up for sure this year. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is uh, the, the pick last year who was who missed the beginning of the year because of his injury, but uh, he is a, a potential difference maker along the defensive line. And they brought in Vic Beasley, who had a pretty solid beginning of his career with the Falcons, but tailed off near the end. They didn't resign him, and now he's in Tennessee to hopefully hopefully uh, get back on the right path. But uh, even so, looking at them defensively, I, I know. Um, people finally started to respect Kevin Bayard last year, and he's a he's a great player in the defensive backfield. And I was high on Christian Fulton in the draft, and we saw him fall, and they were able to pick him up. And I, I love that pick. Um, and they got some decent names back there, uh, Adderay Jackson and Kenny Vaccaro, uh, Jonathan Joseph, uh, Amani Hooker. You know, a lot of these guys have been in uh, the league for a while or were superstars in college. But I just I don't know that they have enough long term to sustain the success and they were only nine and seven last year you know they caught that lightning in a bottle towards the end of the year where they had some upsets they were playing really well but i don't know that they're any better than they were a year ago uh especially in a division that i think maybe isn't overwhelmingly talented but they're all above average that they could all be you know poking at each other all year that I think it's going to be a three team race. And we've kind of mentioned this already with picks from my dad and my uncle, but to me, to the Titans are the third best team and I'm going to have them replicate a nine and seven season uh, in the AFC South third place. And I'm going to say no playoffs for that. They'll be in the running for that seventh spot, but I feel like I already had uh, other teams maybe, um, in that area, and I'm probably going to pick a team over the Titans, and that also helps me fulfill the uh, the rotation of playoff teams by not having the Titans return. So I'm saying nine and seven, and uh, no playoffs for Tennessee this year. All right, so I'll do my second place team now. Uh, before I do, I want to thank our sponsors, May Sandwich Shop and Small Player Big Play. Be sure to check out smallplayerbigplay.com for your information on the streaming and social platform for youth athletics. They just uh, broadcast a local tennis event where they broadcasted for, I believe, uh, over six or seven hours a day to do the entire tennis event. It was the only way you could watch it. Uh, it's a great streaming platform for youth athletics, and who knows what's going to happen with uh, high school sports this fall. It could become key to cover events should uh, fans be uh, limited um, to enter stadiums, especially thinking about Pennsylvania football. We don't know what's going to happen. It hasn't been announced yet, but you know everything seems to still be on the table. So... Uh, definitely check them out, smallplayerbigplay.com, or download the app in the Apple or Google app stores. So my second place team in 2020 is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. I have them. <laughs> I have them in second place this year. Uh, you know, Frank Reich is back. It'll be his fourth season in Indianapolis. They were thrown for a loop last year when Andrew Luck retired in August. They tried to get through the season. 
think they did an admirable job. They they finished seven and nine, um, but they just couldn't quite get over um, the charging Titans team uh, that 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 got into the playoffs, or the Texans who were the best team in in the South. Um, you know, like Justin says, off and on because you know they lose some games they shouldn't, then they go on a tear. Uh, but I feel like more often than not, we thought it was the Texans, and it ended up being the Texans. The Colts struggled, uh, especially towards the end of the season. Uh, they just couldn't hold on because um, they were 6-4 and four on November 17th after they beat the Jaguars, and then they only won one more game the rest of the way. So, uh, yeah, it was a tough, a tough end of the year for Indianapolis. But again, they were doing it without their starting quarterback, and now... They bring in kind of a ringer in Philip Rivers, who um, I've always been a bigger fan of than many people, including Justin. Although I think you came around over the last few years, but I know when we started the yeah, show, you yeah. weren't a, a big Philip Rivers fan. Um, you know, I'm not saying that he's a he's a Hall of Famer or anything. I just was always more favorable in my analysis of him than than many others. So I do like him. I like his fit in Indianapolis. I like the offense that they're putting around him, um, especially through the draft, bringing in Michael Pittman and uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, they, and they maybe got a quarterback for the future, maybe in Jacob Eason. Now I know he's a fourth rounder and he's a, he's a transfer at Washington after leaving Georgia, but he was one time a pretty big quarterback in college football. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him along the way. Uh, but they still have Jacoby Brissett to to back up Phillip Rivers. And when healthy, he's at time shown flashes. I think they're they're set right there for at least this season. Phillip, I believe, is only on a one-year deal. Uh, or was it two, Justin? Do you remember? I thought he signed a two-year deal, but okay. I'm not 100% sure of that. It, it's, it's, I, I was thinking it was one because Brady got two, but maybe they both are on two-year deals. But, um, you know, Rivers will be there this season as long as he can stay healthy. The addition of Jonathan Taylor was maybe a little bit of a surprise because they had a really good um, running back rotation last year, primarily with Marlon Mack. And then Naheem Hines stepped in, and we saw some Jordan Wilkins as well. Uh, so they got a pretty solid backfield, especially if Jonathan Taylor can hold on to the football. Uh, pairing him with Mack and Hines is a pretty solid trio. Um, wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton, if he can stay he- healthy, is a, a big, big playmaker. Phillip Rivers could have a good season with T.Y. Hilton. Um, we saw Zach Pascal last year had a pretty good year with Brissett under center. And I mentioned Michael Pittman, but they also dr- drafted Desmond Pat. Patman later in the draft as well. Uh, so I, I don't know that the top four is overwhelming, but I think there's definitely a lot of potential with Hilton, Pascal, and Pittman. Uh, and if they can get a, something out of Patman or another uh, young receiver, then uh, they should be good. And we've seen Philip Rivers, um, you know, he's been in the league for over a decade and a half. He hasn't always had a solid trio or uh, uh, f- uh, foursome to uh, throw to. So I don't know that this wide receiver group is any worse than some he's had in the past. Um, I, I think their offensive line, you know, they were trying to build it up for years with Andrew Luck, and I finally think they were getting it together. Then Andrew Luck ends up leaving. Uh, Quentin Nelson is one of the best, if not the best guard in the NFL. Anthony Costanzo is back for more. Um, Ryan Kelly is manning the center spot. I think they have a, a defense, decent offensive line that I expect them to improve on their 7-9 and nine season from last year. Um, 
based around that offense. Defensively, they they got aggressive early. They traded a first-round pick to get DeForest Buckner to add to their defensive line. Um, they brought in Justin Houston as an edge rusher, um, and they, they drafted Penn Stater's Robert Windsor, which I uh, love to see a Penn Stater uh, continue in the NFL. And then they have yeah, one of the yeah. more underrated linebackers, uh, a rookie of the year from two years ago now, Darius Leonard. Um, I, I could – Maybe would like to see them add another uh, another linebacker or two, depending on their base alignment. You know, we could see Justin Houston playing outside, um, but someone else to go with Darius Leonard, maybe to step up a little bit, would be nice. Um, but uh, Malik Hooker, Xavier Rhodes um, in the defensive backfield again. I think that's an area maybe they could uh, could uh, supplement. Could have added a little bit more. Uh, pieces in the defensive backfield again as Xavier Rose was cast off from the Vikings um but I am a big fan of uh Malik Hooker but um you're not going to be upgrade every position every offseason so um at 7 and 9 last year I kind of think they uh they they did better than than expected with uh, the the loop they were thrown when Andrew Luck retired um but I think the addition of Philip Rivers and some of their early picks in the draft I think they have a chance to improve, and I think uh, I think they will. So they went seven and nine last year, and I'm going to have them go nine and seven this year. I will have them on the bubble for that uh, sixth or seventh, one of the wild card spots. Not definitely saying they're going to make it, but I think uh, I think I favor them at this point in time. So Colts are my second place team. Justin, what about you? Okay, so I go with the Titans in second place. Um, you pretty much nailed a lot of it. I think, I think they're about the same as last year. I, I think, um, you know, I really don't know if they've got what it takes to um, improve on last year. Like, I don't know, like you said, I'm interested to see if they see a progression in Ryan Tannehill that we were waiting to see, in Miami. Um, again, I don't just say that just because it's you, but I wonder if was Ryan Tannehill more of the issue or was Miami more of the issue or like, or what was going on there? I am a believer in the Titans defense. So, but I, I think nine wins is a good spot for him, which is actually the same amount of wins that you had them. It's just kind of, I have that as in second place as opposed to third place. Um, so I think the Texans are obviously going to fall off a little bit more. Um, but I'm going to go with the Titans in second place. I, I think they're about what they were last year. I think on, when they're able to run the ball, they're going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. Um, and I think they're going to be in there for a good solid nine wins, uh, you know, competing for um, possible wild card spots and, um, we'll see, you know, cause it's an interesting style of play, especially when you get to the playoffs. Um, and we saw that, it, you know, they, they were able to beat Baltimore at their own game and then they were able to um, put, <laughs> they're able to put Kansas city on the ropes. Um, but then it, uh, it, you know, Kansas city came roaring back um, and we know how that story ends, but um, it'll be interesting to see um, if they're able to keep it going. Um, but I, I kind of, I'm pegging them for nine wins. Um, and, and again, I kind of think more of the same from last year. Um, go ahead. 
No, no, I was just gonna, I was just gonna okay. chime in uh, with move on. If you were done, I didn't know if you had anything else to say. All right. Yep. Yep. So if I if I go to my first place team, then yep. I I obviously have, I have the Colts left, um, and I think the Colts are going to be like maybe a ten or eleven win team. Um, not quite as high as I had them in the file, but I also had the Jaguars, uh, you know, a few games better than I had them in the file. Um, I, it's interesting. You brought up how I, I was not a Phillip Rivers believer. Um, I'm still not a huge Phillip Rivers guy, but like, I just, I think there were so many issues um, regarding the San Diego, not San Diego, but, well, the Los Angeles, um, like offense. And I think just a lot going on. I am a believer in Frank Reich though. Um, and a lot of that has to do with his, you know, ties to the Super Bowl run in Philadelphia. Um, but I think that Philip rivers is going to thrive. Frank Reich as the, as the coach, um, you mentioned they have tons and tons of people, um, to be able to, uh, build around whether it's the line or some of the uh, young guys that they've got in the backfield or whether it's they've got Chris Leonard on uh, on defense like I'm and, and Hooker on defense um, who again you know is one of those guys Ohio State you know um, they they do produce defensive backs um, but anyway I I really I, I think they're gonna catch lightning in a bottle here and um I think I think they are going to have a breakthrough year. I don't know how how far that translates into the postseason, but I think they are going to win the division, a contested division. Um, I don't think they're going to run away with it by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm going to put them at I'll I'll give them ten wins, um, and but I think that's enough to win this division because I think those top three are going to beat each other up pretty good, um, and. Uh, we'll we'll see how it goes, but it 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 should be interesting. I'd be really happy for Frank Reich. I'd be happy for Phil Rivers too if he were able to get it done in uh, in Indianapolis. Yeah, we're we're pretty much in agreement that we think the other three teams that aren't the Jaguars are going to be very close. It's going to be a hotly contested AFC South this season. You have the Colts taking it at ten and six. I have the Texans taking it at ten and six. And before I dive into why, I'll point out. And my uncle texted me this. He said, "Quote, oh no, I agree with you," because he had texted me earlier that you know I mentioned that he said only thing for sure in the South is Jaguars are last. Well, he commented on our video. And said, right. in first, Texans repeat. In second, Colts, maybe next year with Rivers. And in third, but not by much, Titans, which is almost exactly what I have said. Um, yeah, so why the Texans? So this may be a little bit of you know contrarianism coming out, and I don't like to do it, but I feel like everyone became doom and gloom on the Texans because of the trade the DeAndre Hopkins trade that to me, it was a complete overreaction. Yeah. So I, I can't, I can't disagree with it. Can't disagree with that. So I just, to me, like I, I was trending away from Houston for a little bit and I saw what Indianapolis did with rivers and the, and the draft and they were, what they were building and bringing back there. And, 
then just thinking, oh, man, the Titans, though, they looked really good at the end of the year. They just caught got caught up against the best team in the league, and, you know, they're pretty much back. But just something about, like, people just ripping Bill O'Brien and, and what he's done. And don't get me wrong, it could absolutely blow up in his face. But I think people are completely selling David Johnson short. You know, you know, it's been, I feel, what, four years now since he was – the best running back in the league or one of the best running backs in the league. And he had some injury issues, but I think the David Johnson for Deandre Hopkins trade, like people just absolutely panning. Um, and, and it could end up being terrible, but I'm not in that camp. I'm not saying David Johnson is better than Deandre, Deandre Hopkins, but I think he is going to have success in Houston, especially with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. If both of them can stay healthy, of course. Um, but yeah, that backfield, Johnson and Johnson, David and Duke. I, I I like what they have going on there. I like Deshaun Watson, and we mentioned it all the time. You already said it earlier. Um, you know, go with the quarterback. Well, the best quarterback in the AFC South is Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't, you know, and this is right now currently because obviously long term, Philip Rivers is the best quarterback. But as it stands right now, Deshaun Watson is the best, and he is the best potential um, for the future as well. So I just I I stick with the the Texans because I think they're going to uh, I think they're going to get it done this year. They traded for Laramie Tunsil for a reason. Um, you know, if they can get a couple more um, consistent starters along the offensive line, you know, yeah, losing DeAndre Hopkins hurts, but. They brought in Randall, Cl- Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks, and they have Will Fuller, and they have Kenny Stills, and they have Kiki Cote. They have guys, they have bodies, and they're going to need them because a lot of these guys are um, injury riddled, especially in the case of Will Fuller. Yeah, but they have—I right. think they have right. enough bodies to make a difference. No, I and I. I... I agree with that. I just wonder how many number two wide receivers do you need? You know, I mean, someone even <laughs> say number three wide receivers, but um, I just think, yeah, yeah, I was trying to give them the better of the doubt. <laughs> like, like, I mean, in, in an ideal world, Stills, Fuller, Cody, agree and you. Cobb are probably like amazing threes. Um, Cooks is probably an acceptable oh, yeah. two, um, but I, I, he's not yeah. a one. None of them are DeAndre Hopkins, but I think throwing out three or four of those guys with David Johnson, in the backfield and Deshaun Watson too. I think they can make something happen as long as the offensive line um, gels uh, defensively speaking, you know, JJ Watt isn't what he was a few years ago, but he still can be a nightmare to block. And it, defensively is always where I kind of question the Texans. I feel like that's been the biggest thing holding them back. I, I, they can get into shootouts, they can't always outscore their their opponent. They can try, but they haven't always been successful. I don't know that it's a ton better. I've always been a fan of Bernardrick McKinney, and Whitney Marcellus has been around for a long time. Uh, so I think their linebacking core is okay. But again, like with so many teams we talk about, what's happening in the defensive backfield there? It's a place that I that I question. I know they brought in Michael Thomas, who was one of the a Dolphins cast off, and he went to the Giants. Now he's back home in Houston. Um, but he was always more of a nickel-type guy. You know, Bradley Roby never panned out um, in his earlier stops uh, with the uh, – with the Broncos, same thing with Vernon Hargreaves in Tampa Bay, Garen Conlin with the Raiders. So they have a lot of cast offs that 
may maybe if the their collegiate potential is ever recognized, that could be a good defensive backfield. So I do have questions. It's not a solid that I definitely think the Texans are way better than the Colts or the Titans, but I certainly do favor the Texans. Um, and that's just the way that I'm feeling. And it is a little bit of me being like, no, you're selling Bill O'Brien short. Um, and especially Deshaun Watson, because, uh, I think he's one of, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, um, and that, that, that gives, that's a tiebreaker for me when uh, three teams are going to go win nine or 10 games, give me the best quarterback. And right now that's Deshaun Watson. So, and that's why they're my number one for 2020. Yeah, and I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me at all if they get it done because, like I even mentioned it, every time it seems like Bill O'Brien has been down for the count there in Houston, they have they have battled back and and proven everyone wrong, um, and so I I would love to see it. Um, you know, like I said, I I like Frank Reich because what he did for the Eagles. I like Bill O'Brien. Um, and Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback in the division right now. So I, I can't argue against that. Um, yeah, we'll see. I, I guess I personally just feel like, and I guess I'm only applying this to them and not the, the Colts, but I, I feel like if all of those things work out, like if Tunsil, you know, works out and if David Johnson works out and if those things, like and they're banking on a lot of guys and the history of the Texans the last few years is that those things aren't going to work out. But you could apply the same things to the Colts too, because that's why they're looking for quarterbacks and things like that. So, um, you know, I'm being a little selective in when I want to apply my logic. So, but that's how fandom works, right? <laughs> exactly. That And that's ex- perfectly acceptable. That's how we roll. Uh, we appreciate everyone watching this evening. Um, we are going to, um, we're going to have a show next week. We're going to talk NFC North. Uh, I don't know uh, if or for how long Justin will be with us. Hopefully he can join us uh, to talk about the Packers, Lions, Vikings, and Bears. because The, 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 plan, the plan is to be with you, so I, that shouldn't be a problem, but we shall see. The um, There's a little bit of um, a dichotomy going uh, between Justin's expectations and my expectations for the NFC North based on the data set Justin came up with um, once we entered our <laughs> games because, uh, well, he sees two really good teams and two really bad teams, and I see a group of four teams that I think are pretty similar. So it'll be an interesting <laughs> discussion next Sunday, June 14th, as we embark on the second half of our 2020 NFL preview talking with talking about the NFC North, part five of eight and uh, we're rapidly approaching, you know, at, the, at that point, it'll be closer to the end of June and the 4th of July. And then we'll be off for a couple of weeks and we come back and, well, then we'll uh, be finishing up our NFL preview. And, and then when that's over, guess what? It's August. So, yeah, yeah football season's right around the corner, believe it or not. It sounds weird to say that on June 7th because it's like 95 well, days I, until kickoff, but it'll be here before yeah. you know it. I think I saw a thing earlier this week. It was a hundred days to the NFL season. And I was like, Whoa, like it had me simultaneously really happy and also anxious. Cause I'm like, man, they've got a lot to figure out in a hundred days, but I sure hope they do. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Hopefully they figure it out. I really, really hope that hope that they do. That they, that, that they do. This is a whole different conversation, but especially for the NFL to me, if they got to play in front of nobody, 
I that's fine. Do it, but play those games. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, before I let Justin go, we're gonna have one quick announcement, um, an advertisement from Small Player Big Play, and then we'll be back for a few final words, and uh, we'll head out for the evening. So, um, listen to uh, one of our sponsors, Small Player Big Play. by using a mirroring device or AirPlay 2. Download the app from the App Store or Google Play and create an account using a valid email address. That's it. Now you can find friends, join groups, or make new ones. You can upload and watch your own content for free. Watch YouTube uploads for free. Even more streaming options are available with our subscription plans and in-app purchases. Download the app and start sharing with the world your passion for sports today. All right. So that was ad from our partner, Small Player Big Play. We thank them for sponsoring the show. And uh, real quickly, before we go, Justin, do you have anything else to, uh, to add about the AFC South, the impending look at the NFC North, or, or anything else? Um, not off the top of my head, even though you gave me a minute warning, I still don't have anything. So <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> um, I guess real quickly, I just want to say, uh, well, I do want to wish, uh, my daughter Haley a happy birthday. She turned five yesterday and uh, also yesterday, um, her little cousin Kylie celebrated and today Kylie's mom, Kristen celebrating. So a lot of birthdays this time of year, you know, we talked about, um, well, earlier this week, Brent had a birthday. So early June, popular time for birthdays. So happy birthday to all of you. And uh, yesterday was the 76th anniversary of D-Day. And I usually spend that time, uh, you know, honoring them, remembering um, those facets of World War II at the World War II weekend at the Reading Airport, the Mid-Atlantic Air Museum. But unfortunately, obviously, that massive event has been postponed due to uh, COVID-19. Uh, it's scheduled for the last day of July, the first two days of August. But again, that all, is all dependent on how uh, the social distancing guidelines plan out. And unfortunately, this would have been their 30th event and uh, they were looking to make it a big one. Um, we'll see if it happens this year at all. Hopefully it does because uh, my dad and I both really love it. Natalie's enjoyed it the last three years, and we were going to take Haley to it this year as well. Um, so it's disappointing that that's not happening. Hopefully hopefully it does, but if not, I'm sure they'll be back next year, and we'll look forward to that event returning um, at the Reading Regional Airport. A uh, little bit local news. Justin and I saw right before we started broadcasting that Mike Drago of the Reading Eagle announced that Wilson rising senior uh, basketball star Stevie Stevie Mitchell received a scholarship offer from Villanova. So that's huge, yeah. huge um, uh, for uh, for Stevie. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Um, you know, I think you. We, we had mentioned before the show, I think he's set to release his top five. Um, this, Tuesday. This week. Yeah. yeah um, I know, or I shouldn't say I know. I can imagine it's been a different recruiting, you know, probably not being able to visit the way he would have liked this summer and, you know, the AAU schedule being kind of turned up, 
upside down. Um, but hopefully, you know, for him and for lots of others, but hopefully, um, you know, they can, they can get that ball rolling too, as things start to hopefully get back, uh, to at least the new normal. And, um, he can, you know, take his time and make the decision, you know, um, but I'm, I'm super excited for him no matter where he ends up. He, he's oh, a good yeah. kid and I'm, I'm excited for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Top five coming on uh, Tuesday, June 9th. Um, definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, Villanova is one of them. I would love to see him stay semi-local and have a chance to play for the Wildcats. That, that'd be awesome. Oh, that would be incredible. That would be awesome. Yes. Uh, I do want to make one more, um, uh, announcement or congratulations or, uh, whatever you want to call it. Birthday greetings. Um, as my uncle reminded me, Wyatt birthday, uh, his grandson, my cousin's oh, uh, youngest, is celebrating um, this coming week as well, June 10th. So uh, happy early birthday to Wyatt up there, uh, up there in the New England area. You know, unfortunately, more uh, more Patriots fans, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, Got to send our love to the family, and uh, happy <laughs> early birthday, Wyatt. All right, anything else, Justin? And we'll get out of here for the week. Nope, that's it. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed episode 309 as we continue our 2020 NFL preview. We'll be back next Sunday, June 14th for episode 310, and we'll take a look at the NFC North. So for Justin and our sponsors, May Sandwich Shop and Small Player Big Play, uh, have a safe and healthy week, and we'll see you right back here at the same time to continue our NFL talk. Thanks for joining us. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>